Hey, y'all, if you love our show, you should check out Chosen Family from CBC Podcast. Hosted by Montreal comedians and cosmically destined BFFs, Thomas LeBanc and Trano Wintour. Chosen Family shines a light on the intersection of art, community, and sexuality. Be ready for some deep and spontaneous conversations featuring up-and-coming creators and renowned artists like Ryan O'Connell and Sandra Bernhardt, just to name a few. You can listen to Chosen Family wherever you get category is. Welcome to Category Is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice, and you're back for the season finale. Season finale realness. It's going to be way better than Game of Thrones, I promise. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, you know who had a good season finale? You don't watch the show, but I implore you to, who? I suppose. Oh, okay. It was, it was really good. Okay. Season two finale was cute. It, you know, had a, a good feeling. Who died? Um, I thought that the main character, Blanca, was about to die. Mm-hmm. She made a triumphant Whitney Houston return to glory uh, it was a little tribute oh, okay well i guess well yeah oh yeah i guess that was a bad example yeah but if you watch the show you understand mm, okay all right child so how was your weekend maurice it was pretty good mm. so i was um searching for a car yes for like the entire summer basically but it got um delivered on tuesday yes delivery man. yeah so i had like kind of a good experience so i was like you know saving up because i was like I don't like bills. I was just going to like pay cash for mm-hmm. for whatever I got. Because I just needed a regular like commuter car to right. get back and forth to work. Um, and nothing like fancy or like nothing, you know, extravagant. I just needed something to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And so I was like test driving cars and like none of them just like seemed like me. Okay. <laughs> what kind of car are you? I thought I was just like an okay bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know there's nothing wrong with being an okay there's bitch there's nothing wrong with being an okay bitch just as long as you're not a basic bitch right shout out to our black lady sketch <laughs> I yeah, love that skit and so I was like just like on a whim I was just like let me just check out what Carvana has to offer because you know they oh have but that, you did the vending machine yeah they have like the vending machine bitch. I was like just let me see what they what they're talking about I got like a really good deal because I had um I was going to put down like a huge down payment anyway okay. because I, you know, had that money because I was, the monthly payment. I was prepared to pay cash, right. you know, just for a car. But once, um, I did all that and I was going to put down that, that money and just use it as a down payment. Mm-hmm. And I got a, a pretty bad bitch car. A bad bitch car? You better go. <laughs> Remember when like I finally ordered it and you asked me like what kind of car I got right. and I was like, Ooh, I'm embarrassed to say. I don't think you should be embarrassed. Um... You work hard. You deserve nice things. That's it's true. okay to have nice things. That's true. I just think that, you know, especially, I know for me, car shopping mm-hmm. is, and I'm sure for you, it's really a big hassle because we're tall. Yeah. And so many of the cars, like, the seat can only go back so, so far, far. And it's yeah. just very uncomfortable. That wheel gets in the so way. So it's hard to find a car that's, like, comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, once you start to get in the cars, you want something with the bells and whistles. Yeah. And once, once you start to analyze the prices, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, for extra $20 a month, <laughs> I can get this yeah. car. So it's like, why not? Why not? You deserve yeah. nice things. Yeah. Don't feel bad about it. But I get it. You see my car. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't no bad bitch car. <laughs> <laughs> it's an okay bitch car. But I'm okay being an old bitch when it, okay, okay bitch when it comes to my car because mm-hmm. that's not something that I value. Right, right. I, I keep her dirty. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you do. I, I don't, I don't really care about a car. Yeah, you know, I that's mean, how it's I just, was too. Yeah, it doesn't. I really could care less as long mm-hmm. as it's safe, got an airbag and a seatbelt. Right, I'm good. Yeah, um, and but a you know, camera. now when it comes to like shoes, bags, and coats, <laughs> okay, now I'm like, you know, a bad yeah. bitch. Yeah, yeah. But it's just where you place. It's where you place your value. value. Yeah, you know, some people be getting out of um. You know, t- Teslas mm-hmm. in they uh, athleisure looking yeah. real basic. That's true. That is true. You will never clock me looking basic until I get into my basic bitch car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I spent the, like, the weekend like just um, learning her. Learning, yeah. She, she ride real good. Mm. Real smooth. Okay. You know, had a good time. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was good. And then... um had some other stuff going on i'm not gonna get into right now but i'll save that for season two season two. lots of developments in yes. the near future yes. yeah yeah how was your weekend my weekend was pretty chill and low-key uh-huh. uh just um my mother's birthday is upcoming this week yeah yeah so we all got together and had the coldest barbecue ever <laughs> but it was actually kind of nice because that morning when i went outside yeah. it was a smooth 60 degrees mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, we're going to be out here with like hats and scarves. Yeah. It's very cold. Yeah. But towards the, you know, m- you know, middle part of the morning, yeah, you know, towards like, you know, yeah, mid afternoon, like, uh, yeah. by noon, definitely. It was about 75 degrees, okay. That's which pleasant. is still, it's pleasant because you yeah. can sit outside. Mm-hmm. It's not oppressively hot. hot and humid. You know, you could dip in the pool mm-hmm. if you wanted, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it was actually nice for prolonged sitting because sometimes yeah. sitting outside 95 degree weather, mm-hmm. it's just like. I cannot. Yeah, so I can't. It worked out to be a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, just chilling with the family, mm-hmm. eating a whole bunch of food. Mm-hmm. Um, I cooked, you know, it was Mexican themed. So we had, <laughs> really? we actually had lots of margaritas. Of course. Um, we did types, all types of taste tests with different uh, tequilas. Okay. So we had Patron, we had our uh, Jose Cuervos Ooh. or Don Julio's. Uh-huh. My favorite, Casamigos. Ooh, y'all fancy. It's just so smooth. Okay. Yeah, because we like made different batches George of margaritas. Clooney. Yeah. And we, people was like, oh shit, like this would taste totally different. It's real smooth. Uh-huh. Like that was fun. Uh-huh. We also made the Mezcal Mai Tais, uh, which we had last, last week, week on yeah, the show. Because yeah, yeah. I so loved good. it. It was so good. Nobody in my family was featuring her. Really? No. Was it the smokiness? I think it was the smokiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sweetness. It just, I just think people okay. didn't get it. It was a little complex for okay. the palate, yeah. but you know. I like palettes that. were fine. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. And then we just, you know, hung by the pool. I made like, you know, uh, yummy, yummy skirt steak and chicken. We had nice tacos mm-hmm. and we did like the Mexican corn. And oh, yeah, that's good. Our baker, I forget what her name is on Instagram, but she did awesome. Um, were you my 30th birthday party? Was yeah. Was that the one? Yeah. Where I had the, the margarita cake. Yeah, with in the, the, the bottle. cupcakes yeah. with the bottles uh-huh. pushed in. Yeah. But we did the cupcakes and it had like little. The mini bottles? Um, not mini bottles, oh. but it's like a little, looks like a scientific, oh, it's like a, thick, yeah, like an uh, eyedropper, eyedropper mm-hmm. filled with Patron. Mm-hmm. So the, even the cake was like boozy. Mm-hmm. So it was a fun, fun okay. birthday party for my mother. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're rolling in the fall. The weather has broken. Finally broken. It is cold though. I think it's, uh, I think we're going to get one more little, like a little spike, a little spike yeah, in the heat. But it's pretty done. But summer's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was literally like. 63 degrees this morning you need a light jacket a little yeah 
but I'm glad for it because yeah. it was like 93 one day and then like mm-hmm. 72 the next. Right, hot girl good. summer is over. over. Done. I better get into hot girl semester. <laughs> get these School grades right. Starting. School is starting, yes. honey. I know y'all though. waiting on them uh, refund checks. <laughs> that was the highlight of college. Really? Yeah, because you get it like the first. What'd Friday. you do with your refund check? I never Spend got a refund check. Yet. You didn't? Well, maybe I might have one time. Oh. But I'm, I mean, I was on scholarship a lot. I was too. And like all my stuff was like down to the T. Oh, not mine. I, remember I did get one year I got a refund check, and my mother, she did usurp it. She's like, oh, that's my job. That's mine. <laughs> and then one year, I, I think I got a, like a very small refund check. Uh-huh. I wasn't getting the amount. Like, people were getting thousands. thousands. I was yes. getting like a little two, three, four hundred dollars. Oh, no. You would get thousands and thousands of dollars. I think like, I took out once. like just what I needed. I don't know. Oh, no, because like I had so many scholarships uh-huh. and then financial aid, Pell grants, like everything. Wow. And they just, they send you that shit. And you, you know, you kind of get like the lowest like meal plan uh-huh. where you still get like enough food right but you don't go crazy and then you just you know like the mall is always popping like that's when With everybody has checks. the party yeah we used to have <laughs> so my chapter my fraternity brothers and i we would always try to get like the first party of the year mm-hmm. and we would have like a refund check party <laughs> that is so good <laughs> it was the bomb oh my god it was crazy yeah but, to be a college student again yeah I would uh, go back in a heartbeat. Me too. Yeah. It's just so much fun with no responsibility. Hey. All right, y'all. Well, let's get into what you're drinking for this week. All right. So in honor of the season finale, we are popping bottles. Yes. Champagne, champagne. 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 Didn't we have an episode named The Champagne Room? We did. <laughs> <laughs> what was that for? I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, we did. We did. Mm-hmm. Tribute to Chris Rock. But... Yes, champagne, a celebratory cocktail. Mm-hmm. And we're celebrating a wonderful season. Yes. I'm oh. proud of us. Yeah. For like sticking with it consistently. Every week. We're not like Weekly some people. darling. Yeah, we're not like some people. With content. Every week. Meaningful On content. Time. Yeah. On time. Original. <laughs> and consistent. Shade. That's not shade. That's just... It's the facts. That's just facts. <laughs> honey. But what we do over here at Category Is has been amazing. And I'm proud of us for keeping yeah, consistent. Yeah. To do 50 shows. We, we first started this podcast when? Our first episodes dropped on October 3rd, yes, 2018. 2018. Yeah. And it is not even September 1. Mm-hmm. And we got 50 under our belt. Mm-hmm. 50 full episodes. Right. And then we had like bonus content. Yeah. And like all Teasers kinds of stuff. Teasers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And we did it. The thing that means more to me is that this is real friendship. Right. Like, this friendship preceded this podcast by, like, a decade. Yeah, pretty much. And it's just kind of, for me, it's like a little memento or time capsule or archive of mm-hmm. our friendship. Because we got together and we talk shit anyway. anyway. <laughs> now we just do it with a mic. Yeah. But it's just it's nice. Because yeah. it's like, you know, it our, not that our friendship centers, because I think around the podcast, because mm-hmm. I think our friendship still exists out Outside of the podcast. Of, yeah. But it's kind of nice to have this, like... Yeah. Offshoot of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's get into the categories for the week. This week, we're keeping it light, short, tight, and right. Nope. Because um, we have other things we want to discuss mm-hmm. in celebration of the season finale. <laughs> um, but we are still going to come at y'all with categories because that's what that's we, what we do. do. So, category, category, category is chicken coonery. <laughs> now, last week. Yeah. If y'all have heard my I said what I said, 
I said that that spicy, tangy, saucy Popeye's chicken sandwich yeah. was not the business. There's two kinds, right? Don't they have a plain one? They have a plain one. Okay. And then they have the one with like this sauce okay. on top. It's like okay. a spicy sauce. And the other one is like mayo. Right. Ugh. So I had the plain one at first because I just wanted the basic. Because as a foodie mm-hmm. and a food person, mm-hmm. sauces can make or break. That's true. I mean, I have it, cookbooks on sauce alone. Yeah, sauce it completely is changes. a food group. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to just taste the chicken and the bread. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really do like, was it Popeye's or Church's? I'm thinking it's churches. Ooh. Churches has a good business of a good biscuit because they use lard. They, ooh. Um, Theirs are so greasy. To I don't think that um, it's because they use lard. Okay. I don't think that Popeyes uses lard. I, I don't think lard is know. legal in like 48 states. <laughs> <laughs> it still is. But the lard makes it extra yummy. It's flavor. But I thought that the sandwich was very um, basic. Oh. It was a basic bitch sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but what has happened this past week on social media <laughs> has given me so much laughter, so much silliness. Um, and it's just kind of showing like the world that we live in now in 2019. Yeah. It's also sad because like, <laughs> you know, the whole Amazonian rainforest is on fire, fire. but bitches could not give a fuck they because they are losing their less. shit over chicken sandwiches. Yeah. You don't eat chicken. I don't. I guess it's not fair of you to just taste the, the sauce and the bread. No. <laughs> but what are your thoughts point? on the, the 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 chicken wars of 2019? Well, I just think it's hilarious and ridiculous at the same time. Because my friends are like posting stories mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook and all over social media. And they would like videotape themselves mm-hmm. in the lines. Like a live reaction. Uh huh. Oh, in line. In to line. Order it. Yeah. And so one of my friends in Chicago, he was in like the drive through. Mm-hmm. And the line was so long. Like it was all through the drive through and then out into the street and like around the corner. And he said it took him 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. I passed Popeyes on Saturday on the way to my mother's. Uh-huh. And the drive through went around the entire building uh-huh. through the entire parking lot and onto the highway. Oh, no. So people were waiting in the shoulder of the road. Yeah. Which is unsafe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To get a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't think Popeyes has ever seen that kind of heat. <laughs> you know, and no tea, no shade right. to the customer service at the Popeyes yeah. and at the Chick fil A. Because I think those are the main two going back and forth. Because yeah. Chick-fil-A holds down the chicken, the chicken market. Sandwich. Yeah. You know, Arby's try to come in with their little two cents. And then, Wendy's um, try to yeah, say Wendy's something. Yeah, Wendy's said something. McDonald's is like, no. y'all bitches will be back when you're broke. <laughs> that um, McChicken said, though, know, well, I'm not Burger King has this. been silent. Well, they got the Impossible Burger, so they're not worried right. about the chicken right and now. And, you know, even people are going up for um, the elementary school chicken sandwich. <laughs> on, it's just, the, the memes have been hilarity. I've not seen this I many funny know memes. where Black Twitter has the time. I guess when they're sitting in that line waiting for that sandwich. Right. Because they be coming up with some stuff. Black Twitter's hilarious. Mm-hmm. genius. It's funny. I laugh. But for me, I feel like the customer service that, they're, that you're receiving down at the Popeyes <laughs> is not, it, it's not, they're not hitting you with a my pleasure. Like they do they, over yeah. at the, uh, Chick-fil-A. You know, they're not standing out in the heat taking your order to make sure that this is done expeditiously. They're not giving your dog uh, ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> they're not. Did they're you, not asking your name for the order. Did you see the woman? They posted some woman and she worked at um, Popeye's and she was like sitting uh, outside. Yes. <laughs> 
It sounded like she did like it was like Miss Shelley. Yes. Did, you know, Miss for, Shirley. <laughs> Miss Shirley. Miss Shirley. The two hundred forty-three chicken sandwiches this shift. Miss <laughs> Shirley you was know, done. But I feel bad because people are coming to Popeyes. They're like, well, you know, Chick Fil A mainly saying our sandwiches ain't sold out. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that Popeyes has Antistic. ever had this much attention yeah. ever. Yeah. Because ain't nobody checking for the Louisiana chicken. Mm-mm. But I think that they just were not prepared yeah. for the social media uproar or fervor yeah. Yeah. that was created it was from this. Yeah. And that just shows the power of social media. Yeah. Like, you know, Popeyes might, you know, get out of the red with this chicken sandwich oh definitely they might have an IPO Mm -hmm. they might be on some Facebook shit you know Uber (laughs) Amazon I mean this chicken sandwich it ain't that hot (laughs) (laughs) the chicken sandwich has revitalized their business it has you this, know, this quarter. I hope that all the Popeyes employees. I hope Miss Shirley get a bonus. <laughs> a bonus, <laughs> and they check because the sales is through the roof. They are. I wonder where her KPIs. And are. this is all based upon social media because yeah, again, the chicken sandwich is. It's not even on like their full menu. It's regular. Like they chicken. didn't. They didn't update their web their um their website, so mm-hmm. it might not even be like right. a long term thing. I, I don't know if there's any truth to this because I didn't um, fact check it. Mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling through the social media. I might have saw it on the shade room or something, mm-hmm. but there was some rapper. ASAP oh, someone. Um, no, I forgot what his name was, but I know. Who was selling yeah. chicken sandwiches for a thousand dollars? Like, this is a mess. Is the chicken sandwich hot anymore? No. Like I mean, who is gonna spend a thousand dollars for that? You'd be surprised. I don't know. And, and, and to me, a lot of this is funny and I think mm-hmm. it's just a good laugh and I don't mm-hmm. look at it too seriously. But then like, you know, then sometimes I feel like I feel bad. And this is where my respectability politics come in uh-huh. because I'm worried about the white gaze. You know, you are gays, G A Y G A Z E. Oh, okay, not G A Y S. Okay, I ain't worried about them. <laughs> I ain't worried about them. <laughs> but the you know, in terms of like, okay, now there's like videos all over Instagram oh, of yeah. people getting arrested mm-hmm. and getting into fights over chicken sandwiches. Yeah, and it's like this is whole. Fried this chicken. is next level coonery. Well, I'm still sticking with the anti-gay Chick Fil A, and I said what I said. Ooh. You should. Ooh. I'm sorry, you know, because again, we talked about this in the yeah. episode with the Equinox. I, I I still see lots of gays posting they, they thirst they traps from are. the Equinox. Mm-hmm. Still are. I mean, we all have our thing. Mine's just chicken and good customer service. <laughs> it's the customer service. It's the customer service, honestly, yeah. that gets me. Uh-huh. You know, like Sheree said, whatever happened to customer service? That's true. It, 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 it all went to Chick fil A. Yeah, they got it all. They do. My pleasure. Like, my pleasure. But my thing <sighs> is, it doesn't seem authentic because they'd be over the top. It didn't got to be, but it, I feel special. <laughs> I feel like I matter. I don't. I feel like I'm important <laughs> and I'm smart. You too. <laughs> I, you is smart. You is important. I feel like my my dollar is valued. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, when I go down to McDonald's mm-hmm. and they be like, what you want? We out of that. I don't go in there. Or, you know, it's just, I feel like I'm bothering people. Uh-huh. Oh, child, don't go to checkers. Oh, no. They got you know, that bulletproof glass. That bulletproof glass. And they say, please roll your window up because the homeless <laughs> man will reach in your car. Like, you know, I got to risk my life. Yeah. But I do appreciate Chick-fil-A. Mm. Okay. I do wish that you, you know, they were open on Sundays. And I do wish that they would change some of their stances. Mm-hmm. They won't. But and, until another I, chicken purveyor comes uh-huh. in. They so got my monies. I saw, because you know, I'm vegetarian, so this all just misses Ugh. me. 
And so I did see today, I think it was on Business Insider or somewhere online, that KFC is going to start testing a vegan fried chicken in the Atlanta market of all markets. Well, well that's where Popeye's is headquartered. In Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, things that are uniquely and specifically black mm-hmm. seem to be there. Well, well Mercedes-Benz is, is there. Well, I guess that's pretty black. But anyway, yeah. KFC, uh, to me, I feel like KFC should be ashamed because KFC is like, yeah. sis, where are you? Yeah. I mean, even Taco Bell is getting in on the chicken sandwich <laughs> craze. They are? No, I've just made that up. Oh. But, <laughs> but well, Burger like, King got I mean, tacos now. But Arby's is, and sis, who's mm-hmm. checking for Arby's? I'm so hungry. I could eat at Arby's. <laughs> Girl. Girl, you must really be hungry. Must be starvation. <laughs> That's from The Simpsons with Lisa. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lisa Ray McCoy? No, Lisa Simpson. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a vegan chicken is coming to KFC. It's going to be Satan? I, I don't know what it's going to be. I am not, I don't know. I don't know. To me, yeah. artificial meats are just not yeah. real. I mean, I consider turkey bacon to be artificial meat. It is. It's because it's so processed. Because even you had the Impossible Burger mm-hmm. from Burger King, and there's like the Beyond um, meat patties and things like that. But they are saying that, you know, like all the vegans are like so happy because now there's like a vegan burger. But you're not really that tastes good. down for the vegan cause, sis. You right. eat your vegetables. And it's so processed. Like it has so much like sodium and like all kind of other stuff. Mm-hmm. That is the the health benefits that being vegan, mm-hmm. you know, is supposed to provide you is all ruined. Mm-hmm. And it's one I feel like vegan burger. people are the equivalent and I this is my I said what I said early in the show. Mm-hmm. Are the equivalent of animal rights activists yeah. who wear faux fur yeah which is basically plastic, plastic. and ruining the earth mm-hmm. so it's just like sis yeah girl. if you're gonna be vegan mm-hmm. eat vegetables because <laughs> straight up i know a vegetarian girl uh-huh and she don't like vegetables she basically eats bread and, and cheese oh. and chips and beans mm. but she's like i don't like anything yeah, she's like, i don't eat anything that's green i don't eat anything that grows out the ground i was like, but you're a vegetarian i like you can't, i told her i was like you can't even really call yourself a vegetarian yeah Anyway, speaking of white meat, Ooh. that takes us to our next category. Well, you know, you, you like the white meat. I like the dark meat. I mean, uh, it holds flavor better. Well, it anyway. Depends. It depends on the cut. Exactly. Because <laughs> there is some juicy white meat out there. There is. Anyway, Lara Von Seelen, also known as Lara Spencer. Von Seelen? Yeah, that's her real name. Like a Von Trap? Yeah. Okay, this makes sense. What? Her family might have been Nazis, like in uh, The Sound of Music. Not quite. Okay, sorry. The hills are alive. With the Sound of Music. She's a co-anchor on Good Morning America, and so she has been catching all kinds of heat from pretty much everybody. Most of the white gays. The white gays. Yeah. The white gays are enraged. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought that, like, someone was killed by cops for selling cigarettes mm-hmm. the white gays are so upset mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's not to laugh so, at that because yeah, that's serious yeah. but it's like that's like okay this is eliciting mm-hmm. such a harsh response, response. from the white yeah. gays it just shows like the position of privilege that men are sit in because like ain't nobody lose their life at all well give the full story okay so Lara Spencer was on Good Morning America the other day and she was reporting on Prince George of Cambridge, who is Prince William's oldest son. Mm-hmm. The future king. The future, yes. He's what, fourth in line? Third in line? Uh, child, you the Anglophile. 
he in line. He in line. <laughs> to the throne. And so at his school, they do like, you know, the extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. Like you have art and you have um, music and you have like dance class or ballet or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's taking a ballet class as part of his curriculum. He's six years old. Amazing. And it's one of those like, you know, rich white people schools. Okay. They do whatever they want. Did you see the menu for his like lunch program? No. Ciao. What's on the menu? I'm ex- it's you know, like I love food. filet mignon. As it should be. It's like all kinds of this expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. That Caviar. Like, yeah, probably that too. Mm-hmm. But it's like Jays. it's like really good food. And so... Charcuteries. Yeah, all of that. So she was reporting that, um, that Prince George is taking ballet class. And she chuckled and said that, uh-huh. We'll see how long that lasts. Because they say that he really likes the ballet class. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, we'll see how long that lasts. Mm-hmm. And that's the comment that made right. this entire uproar happen. It went on and like George Stephanopoulos well, to her colleagues co- kind of like involved them in the ridiculing of... I can see I don't how... think it was ridicule. The co-anchors like chuckled. <clears> and throat> then throat> she was like, well, you know, he's taking like computer science and he's taking something else. And she was like, you know, we'll just see how long that lasts. Right. And that created this uproar on social media. And people were saying that she was bullying him, that it was so insensitive. I, don't think, I think bully is the that, most overused word in the well, American language. they've been using it. Toxic masculinity or? Uh, I don't even think that because she, she didn't make any negative comment about him liking right. the class. She right. just said, we'll see how long him liking it less. Right. And I think that it's especially from the fact that he's six. Yeah. And children's interests are so fickle and mm-hmm. changing every day at that I, age. Yeah. They're like, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. I think I that's th- how I took it. I think that some people who are maybe men who are dancers or who have felt ridicule for, for being male dancers were a little <clears throat> butthurt. <laughs> Literally. Because... It's like a hit dog will holler. Uh-huh. And maybe they face ridicule or teasing because they've been involved in what has been traditionally perceived as a woman's art form. Uh-huh. And that men do sport and that, that that is frou-frou and feminine. And I think that that was like the underlying uh, I, a thing that people excited, decided to extract decided from it. Decided to take from it, exactly. But that's the kind of world I think that we live in. I think that with Lara Spencer, who is a person of no consequence and wow. a Good Morning America mm-hmm. co-host next to Michael Strahan and George Stephanopoulos, like this didn't need all this. Right. And it's like, but again, it's it frustrating a, for me is like, there's actual like real shit. The response was like overwhelmingly from gay white men. Mm-hmm. And Debbie Allen. Oh, Debbie Allen has something to say? <laughs> yeah. But I get that. I, but also, like, the artist in me, because uh-huh. not for nothing. Artist? <laughs> yes, artist. Okay, okay. artist. But looking at my figure, mm-hmm. like, just physically, people are always like, are you a basketball player? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. People think I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm not a dancer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do tear up a club dance floor. Oh, wow. But I always kind of wanted to be a dancer. But mm-hmm. I just felt like there wasn't the space for me to do that you know i did things like karate and soccer and basketball and swimming yeah i was mm. a second degree black belt in tang sudo <laughs> okay what <laughs> Nothing. my mother will probably tell me i'm wrong on this but i feel like i was a really sensitive and 
emotional kid. I think they kind of put me in karate to toughen to me toughen up. You up. Okay. But also, I think I had like a little bit of ADD, and they put mm-hmm. me in karate to help, like teach me discipline so, and focus, yeah, calm the fuck down, and calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, so many things are short right, and that's. But then I kind of settled in track and field uh-huh. and swimming. And you swam, yeah. And like you said, kids are fickle. They like something today, and then they're on to something the next day. They like Paw Patrol right now, mm-hmm. and then two weeks from now, right. it's all about um, right. something else. There's been this bubbling on social media uh-huh. that has been like maybe discussing that Prince George may be gay right because there's this one infamous yeah. picture of him. Oh, with him in the helicopter it's, yeah the yeah helicopter. yeah uh-huh. and it's again like you know i'm not gonna speak on the sexuality of a child that i do not know mm-hmm. but i was a gay little boy and you know take one to recognize word okay you know what i'm saying and i recognize game i know how i interacted with other young boys i, I, I was more comfortable around the girls mm-hmm. i was really sensitive i was really um introverted Mm -hmm. i was really really smart and more artistic Mm -hmm. and i kind of just that was a pattern that i had Mm -hmm. so when i see that in other little boys i'm like oh he might be gay you know like well and that that was another thing because a few weeks ago prince william said that he was at like a charity um Mm -hmm. event or like a some kind of visit somewhere and they asked him like how would you feel if you had a Mm -hmm. gay child and he said he would fully support right. if one of his children was gay. Right. I think that in society that being a lesbian and specifically, well, being a, a lipstick lesbian is like celebrated mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. fetishized it's by yeah. straight men. Mm-hmm. But then like even being like a butch lesbian mm-hmm. is like better than being a masculine gay guy. And the worst mm-hmm. of all is mm-hmm. to be like an effeminate gay man. And it's like, how are you a man and you've been bestowed the greatest privilege ever? A penis? Yes. Okay. And, <laughs> you know, masculinity mm-hmm. and all that affords you. And then you choose to squander it to, you know, walk around like a friend of the Real Housewives of Atlanta with a big old bag and some heels. And... Don't come for Derek J. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's definitely a hierarchy. Yeah. And social strata to all of it. Uh-huh. It was interesting because, like, in this comment, the people who were most upset were white gay men. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't see, aside from Debbie Allen, I didn't see anyone else commenting on on this. No tea, no shade, but there's just bigger fish to fry. Right. Who gives a damn an offshoot comment about a little boy taking a damn ballet class who's right. the next king of England? Like, right. that's so far removed. Right. Lara making the comment, because she is a white woman. Mm-hmm. And gay white men are, for lack of a better word, on the same level mm-hmm. or whatever as straight white women. And it's about to be fall. Uh-huh. They're about to be in their prime. Yeah. And so... Pumpkin Spice. You know they come out on Tuesday. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, it's a wrap for yeah. summer. <laughs> it's done. And so anyway, um, I think that this comment would have not been mm-hmm. such a social media moment mm-hmm. if a man said it. Oh, absolutely not. Because they feel like, I think gay white men feel like women, um, especially white women, were mm-hmm. their saviors or protectors, and mm-hmm. now they feel attacked by almost like one mm-hmm. of their own, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And th- they feel betrayed by the fact that it's expected that men will perpetuate toxic masculinity. Yeah. But it's absolutely offensive that a woman would. Right. Not realizing that women still operate within that system mm-hmm. and are 
ultimately benefit from that system. Mm -hmm. Y'all went far. Like, they had a whole Times Square, like, protest Mm -hmm. and dance off. I mean, has Laura Spencer even responded? She did. She gave, like, her um, Instagram apology. And then, like, the next day or two days, whenever, Mm -hmm. she had, like, three male dancers on there. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about something, and she apologized again. I'm like, girl, bye. You should have stayed on flea mm-hmm. market flip right and kept it moving you know they're all like out here up in arms Girl, but it's just like as a black gay man mm-hmm. i just yeah or bye. whatever all right child well that uh wraps it up for our categories this week we're gonna just do some random questions like we like to do yes <laughs> and so we started this off our first episode Go back and listen to it if you haven't. Yes. What's the name of our first episode? First time at a ball. Yes. <laughs> episode 101. Mm-hmm. Season 1, episode 1. Part 1 and part 2. Yes, because that was a it long was a one. Long. That was the first episode we ever recorded. <laughs> yes. If you go back and listen, it's super awkward. <laughs> it, it was like two hours long. Yeah. We didn't know what the hell we, we were doing. We didn't know what we were doing. There was so much dead air. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. I mean, it was good. Yeah. It was yeah, still it was funny good. as hell to us. Yeah. So... We're going to get into some questions tonight. Justin is going to have a theme as mm-hmm. usual. He has not seen my questions. I have not seen his. And we're just going to go for it. Let's get into it. So my questions are all going to be a favorite kind of question that I've asked Maurice in the past. Oh, God. They're not straightforward. Mm-hmm. They're not obvious. They're all based in the subconscious okay. in their personality tests. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... This first one's going to be a little more involved because it has three parts. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Please tell me what your favorite animal is. I already answered these questions. No, 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 this is a different one. Lots of these are based in like nature, animals, and colors. Ugh, okay. But what is your favorite animal? <sighs> I don't have one. You don't have a favorite animal? No. Okay, so then we're just going to have to scrap this entire question. A dog? Bitch, I mean, I give like me something. Dog. What's the animal you like most? Or you hate the least? Give me something. My favorite animal right now is a pig. Okay. And what's an animal you'd prefer to have as a pet? Mm, a dog. Okay. And then what's your second favorite animal? Oh, <clears throat> Either domesticated or wild. Give me something. A cat. A cat. Okay. Ew. Yeah, they stink. Right. You sure, do you want to revise that? <laughs> no, I'm going to give you one opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're going to work this backwards. Ugh, okay. Your third favorite animal reflects how you see yourself. Okay. So you said cat. Mm-hmm. I gave you the opportunity to change. <laughs> uh, reluctantly, you said a cat. So that means you see yourself as independent, yes, sexy, mm-hmm. a free thinker, yes, nocturnal, yeah, leader, mm-hmm. and demanding. Um. Okay. Okay. Your second favorite animal. This was the animal you'd prefer to have as a have as a pet. Yeah. Is um, how people see you. Okay. And you said, what was that? Did I say a dog? Yeah, she said dog. Okay. And for a dog, you prefer, that means you would prefer for people to see you as loyal, mm-hmm. humble, okay. friendly, mm-hmm. brave, mm-hmm. protective, okay. submissive, mm-hmm. but a keeper. I am a keeper, bitch. Okay. okay. <laughs> Why you so bottom? Ooh, let me stop. And then the first animal you described uh-huh. is who you really are. What was that one? I forgot. What'd you say? A pig. A pig. Okay. And a pig is generous. Trustful, honest, fair, tolerant, innocent, and friendly. All of those. 
Yay! <laughs> you have the worst question. That is so Caillou. <laughs> it is so Caillou. It is. You want to do yours or no? I can run my through mine's right quick. Okay. So okay. Um, my first anim- my third favorite animal mm-hmm. is a whale. <laughs> um, and whales are quiet, friendly, reliable, honest, organized, serious, and good friends. I agree with all that except for quiet. Yeah, you're definitely not that. Okay. Um, my second animal, a horse, is I. People see me as noble, loyal, strong, powerful, free spirit, vigorous, and submissive. And then not the f- submissive. <clears throat> I'm not submissive at all. Wrong one. First animal yeah. is who I really am. Okay. I'm sorry. <clears throat> and that is a giraffe. Anyone who knows me, my favorite animal is a giraffe. Mm-hmm. And that's self-confident, elegant, shy, charming, and vainglorious. Yes, definitely. I'm vainglorious? You are very vain. I never even heard that word before. Mm-hmm. Okay. My first question for you is... It's kind of a three-part, like mm-hmm. yours. In your lifetime movie biopic, who would you cast to play your mom, your best friend, <sighs> and your most interesting ex? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, my mother's going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think my mother would have to be played by Queen Latifah. Mm. That's good, I can see right? that. Because she that. gets it all the time. Yeah. She hates it. Yeah. She'd much rather say Halle Berry years ago. But currently, <laughs> Queen Latifah. But my thing is, that's not bad. Queen Latifah is actress. I can see her. I can see your mom as Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah would, would deliver. Mm-hmm. I think my mother would be played by Queen Latifah. Okay. My best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So my best friend is a man by the name of John. And, oh my God, who would play him? Oh. I'm trying to think. Like, someone's super cool, but, like, not, like... I mean, he's... John is very good-looking, but he's not, like, heartthrobbing. He's going to kill me for saying that. Yeah. Because he would want, like, Matthew Bomber or someone to play him. Ooh, no, his buddy. That mm. But he's, like, blonde, blue eye, a little shorter. Who could play him? Macaulay Culkin. No, don't do oh. that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to think. I'm not really that well-versed in the white male actors. Um, I can't... I don't know who can play John. <sighs> I'm going to just say the guy from Glee. Which one? The teacher guy. Because I don't really know white male actors like that. I'm just going to give him that. He's cute-ish. Or, I mean, how would... Who's the guy from the Jonas Brothers that married Priyanka? No. I'm going to give him that. No. Just dyed a hair blonde. Mm Mm-mm. John, I'd just write by you. Joe Jonas. (laughs) No, no. What's his name? Not Joe Jonas. Nick Jonas. That's Nick. Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas. Mm Mm-mm. Okay. And who would play... Your most interesting ex. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm not going to name that ex. I'm just Mm-mm. going to give the character. Okay. And I, he, that, my ex would be played by Michael Ealy. I don't look nothing like Michael Ealy. Well, it's not you. Oh, it's not? <laughs> no. I'm not, oh, okay. Child. No, you'd be played by Chris Tucker. <laughs> I would be played by a uh, Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. Uh, okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, I already have the whole thing. My sister would be played... My sisters would be played by Zoe Saldana and Zoe Kravitz. Not Chloe and Halle? Not Chloe and Halle. You know, I already have the whole thing Uh, in my head. I'm weird like that. You are. I think my mom would be... (laughs) It's funny because... I think I I know who your mom would be, but I don't know what you say. So, me and my brothers were talking about this the other day, actually. And so we said our mom would be played by Loretta, Loretta Devine. Devine. Absolutely. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> really? Again, your mother is Loretta Devine. Absolutely. All day. All day. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah, who I said. No is, one else can play no her. No one else can play her. That is my mama. Oh. Viola Davis is my auntie. 
Oh. So I think my best friend. It's hard because I have. I'm try. I would have to find someone who could play like all of them and like encompass all of them. Mm-hmm. So I think. Oh, okay. So it would be like three people put into one character. Into one character. Okay. You know how they combine them sometimes. Right. I think I would pick Natasha Rothwell from Insecure. Oh, that, that works Kelly. good. Because well, one of your friends, I, I know for sure. Yes. Is yeah. like, I see her mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, sure. You know who mm-hmm, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurricane. Uh-huh. And That's then her. X, I think, would be Julian Castro. <laughs> <laughs> And then, are you serious? Yeah, I can see it though. I can see it. For him. They look, they look a little bit favor. A little bit. And then Jesse Smollett is gonna play you. Absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> can I just say this? Because y'all both no, messy. No. The first, oh girl, I'm not that messy. <laughs> now I am messy, but I'm not concoct whole lies that I got beat by the Make America Great Again yeah. in the Polar Vortex because I was getting a Subway sandwich. <laughs> That's just, I mean, I'm not that sloppy. Tuna sandwich. I am not that sloppy right. now. Now, this second question is going to be pretty, pretty easy. Um, I'm just asking you, like, if you're out at a bar, mm-hmm. what's your go-to drink that you're ordering? Vodka tonic. So this is the drink that you would drink when you went out to the bar or okay. you were skipping class mm-hmm. or when you wanted to order shots. Um, you didn't mind judgmental stares because other people uh, were starting their night off while you were on your fifth drink. Um, <laughs> you were already swaying to silent beats in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that you are all about the happy time and you will deal with the hangover the next day. Basically, if you drink vodka, you go mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, vodka is like, a vodka tonic specifically is like my I'm getting it started drink. Really? Yeah. It's okay. like I'm, I'm definitely out to have a good time hmm. tonight. Okay. Yeah. Well, my go-to drink, you know, is gin. Um, mm-hmm. You're the rare breed, the one who orders gin and tonic in a crowd of beer drinkers, <laughs> wine connoisseurs, and whiskey lovers. But you set your own rules, and you wouldn't change them for the world. Mm-hmm. Gin is a bitter pill to swallow, but it is your bitter pill. Mm. And, you you know, you're just a interesting and different person to deal with. I don't like gin. I had a bad experience with gin. Really? Yeah. We were on a bowl game trip um, to Florida, and I was on the marching band, mm-hmm. so I was probably like 19 or 20, mm-hmm. and the marching band like gets it in, mm-hmm. and so on that um, trip, we were like, we would stay at like the, some motel or something, but the only, um, the closest convenience store, they only had like Sunny Delight. Oh, you cannot put Sunny Delight with gin. And that was all the only thing they had to mix with the gin. No wonder. And so, yeah, it was a mess of a weekend. And so since then, I cannot drink gin. And my mom had this, <laughs> she had this alcohol tower. She had like bottles of wine mm-hmm. and had all her glasses hanging. And then she had like her spirits like on the tower. And it was me and one of my mm-hmm. friends was over. I forget who. Mm-hmm. And we played Truth or Dare. And they dared me to take a swig of the Tanqueray. Ooh. So it's warm. It's mm-hmm. sitting on the counter. Yeah. And I just opened the bottle. Because you know what? Aries never turns down a dare. And I took a huge swig of the Tanqueray. It burned my throat. Mm-hmm. And I was like scratching my tongue. It tasted so disgusting. But that's like mm-hmm. my go-to drink. I, no, when I've had a hard day, a mm-hmm. gin and tonic, please. No, thank you. My question is, what's something you see all the time but you never quite understand? I often see uh, lace fronts. <laughs> because <laughs> they are predominant yeah and they are usually bad <clears throat> very very bad <laughs> but they also sometimes are really good but sometimes. for me 
the hair is always a minimum of like 44 inches. Yeah. Like all the way down to your the backs of your yeah. kneecaps. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll see the, the, the baby hair glue. Oh. Well, because no, because you have to kind of pluck. Because the, the lace front oh. is going to be like a lot of hair in the front. Mm-hmm. So if you have a really bad lace front, it's yeah. going to look like a helmet. Because no one's hairline <laughs> grows that intensely from the front. Right. So you need to actually pluck the hairs. Oh, pluck okay. the hairs. Okay. Okay. But then these chicks be having the Teresa Judice headline, mm, hairline. Yeah. Where it's like right down right to the forehead. Right on their eyebrows. On their eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. And then they pencil on the eyebrows and that mm-hmm. looks all types of yeah. crazy. But I just don't understand why they think it looks, it's a good look. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get that, you know, Beyonce... And you know the Nicki Minaj and mm-hmm. the Naomi Campbell's got all these Tokyo style wigs. Yeah, but and I know that we all trying to strive and be, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Aspirational. Aspirational. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. Yeah. It looks hot. And stank. It looks stank sometimes. Mm-hmm. But for me, if you're gonna do it, I feel like the whole point is for it to look like natural it hair that could be parted yeah. whichever way. Mm-hmm. Um. But I just don't understand. Okay. The thing I see all the time that I don't understand is when people argue on the telephone. Mm. On speaker? On speaker, too, mm-hmm. yeah. I just don't get that. Like, why? I've never been in that upset that I need to argue with someone on the phone. And the whole block hears it. And everybody hears it. One, I don't argue anyway. I feel like that's something that a black girl from North Philly does. And she's mm-hmm. usually about ages 16 to 24. Okay. Yeah. And she got two babies. <laughs> and three baby daddies. It's drawing attention to you. It's mm-hmm. unnecessary. And like, why? Yeah. And you look stupid. Mm-hmm. Just hang up and deal with it later. And it's always over some dumbass shit. Always. And it's usually a girl on a lace front doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my last question is. So what position do you sleep in? Okay. Because this will tell you something about your personality. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you sleep on your stomach? No. Do you sleep on your back? No, it's not. Do you sleep on your side? And yes. if so, do you sleep on your left side or your right? I sleep on my left side. Mm-hmm. And then at some point in the middle of the night, I roll over to my right side. Okay. So they're going to, so you roll. Mm-hmm. So that's what's called a log roller. Okay. When you sleep. Okay. So the log sleep position in which the sleeper rests on their side, legs extended straight and arms in place. And the second most popular position for any sleeper. Though sleep position looks stiff, a sleeper with this style is anything but rigid and cold. Log sleepers are typically social and easygoing people. They converse with all kinds of people, but can prefer running with an A-list crowd. That's true. <laughs> they are also very trusting, which can sometimes make them seem a little more gullible to outsiders. The log roller is when you are on your side with your arms at your side as well. The position keeps your neck and back in alignment, making it one of the best positions for back pain and neck pain. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much your personality based upon your sleeping style. Okay. Okay. So I sleep on my side too, but it's what's called a yearning dreamer. So um, they kind of sleep on their side, but their arms are stretched out. So my arms are always like in front of me. Oh, like okay. that. Mm-hmm. And I use I sometimes I'm like in the fetal, but I'll position mm-hmm. off. But I'll usually have one leg pulled up and the other leg extended diagonally across the bed. Oh, you sleep by yourself. Yeah, I take oh. a lot. <laughs> I take lots okay. of space in the bed. Yeah. Um, it says the yearning dream position is related to the log. Uh, 
the sleep snoozes on their side, but this time with their arms stretched out. Mm-hmm. Studies have shown that people who choose this position are typically inviting and open, yet they can be suspicious of new friends and acquaintances. The yearning dreamers are also as slow and deliberate when it comes to decision making, but once their minds are set, they're set on that path. They're good and reliable friends. Okay. Who sleeps on their stomach? Like, no, ma'am. Um, some people do. I'm afraid of like suffocating. If I'm really cold, I will sleep on my stomach. My hands are like tucked into my armpits like this, mm-hmm. and I'm like face down Aww. on the on the pillow. It's so funny. My baby needs she sleeps, and I think it's my sister got what's it called, ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Her they did like the digital one where you could see her oh, face. Oh, I don't like those. And she had her hand, like her hand uh-huh. like up in her face, like she like was that? resting uh-huh. her little fist in her face. Aww. And now we've noticed that whenever she sleeps, she always uh-huh. has a hand up by her face. Aww. And that's like her little that's signature. Her mm-hmm. Aww, that's cute. My signature when I was a baby was like, mm-hmm. you know, face down, ass up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your signature today too. So. <laughs> um, I'm ass. What are three questions you wish people would stop asking you? Question number one mm-hmm. is, what are you? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty solidly cisgendered male. Mm-hmm. When people just say, what are you? Yeah. I'm like. Are they referring to your race? You know what you mean? Like, what's your nationality? Uh, mm. American. American. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what's your Terrifying. ethnicity? Like, what's your race? Black. I know what I am. I know that I have a mixture in there. Um, but I identify as a black male. Another question that I hate when mm-hmm. people ask, and it's just a personal pet peeve. It's not that bad of a question. Okay. When you go to a, a restaurant uh-huh. and people say, well, ask the waitress or the waiter, well, what do you like? And I'm like, uh, I feel like that's kind of a well useless throwing question. But I think what a better question is, it's like, well, what's the, what's one of your best sellers or what's the most popular on the menu? Uh-uh, I don't do that. Because, because I think that that's a better question. But to ask the waitress what she likes, I feel like sometimes is a useless exercise. But no, because like if you look at marketing research, mm-hmm. recommendations and or referrals, I'm sorry, referrals right. are the most um, appreciated form mm-hmm. of, of marketing. So mm-hmm. if you ask someone, which one would you recommend? You're going to go with the one well, they recommend. Well, but you know, or even like with wines, mm-hmm. it's just like, she's going to say the most expensive bottle because she's also selling here. It's a really idiosyncratic question. So that's one question I wish people would stop asking. Okay. And another, um, another question I think that people should stop asking, and this isn't really Asking to, you. Oh, asking me or asking yeah. other people? No, you. Oh, fuck. Well, I didn't start that. I'm oh, not a waitress. Child. So I'm going to keep it where I got it. Because <laughs> the first one was asking me. Mm-hmm. I, do I have to keep it there? Because I do have another question that really bothers me. Okay, just go to the last one. Okay. You fucked so, this question up. I'm sorry. But with, you know, the whole, you know, show Pose, which I love, and oh, is a pre- predominantly, you know, there's a trans cast of color, mm-hmm. um, mostly trans women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just interesting conversations that I'm having with members of the gay community and members who are not of the gay community. Mm-hmm. Like, even with one of my friends last week, she texted me and she was asking about something I had said regarding to MSM. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I never heard that. What's the difference? Oh, okay. And we had like a whole dialogue yeah, about that's it. that's good. And that's good. Teachable moment. Yes. I wish people would stop asking me, how tall are you? Mm-hmm. Or... That's a good one. Do you play basketball? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the same. Or to get stuff off the top shelf at the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, can you reach that? Well, I don't mind doing that. I do. I feel like it's just a public service. Uh, I guess. It's usually, I guess. it's usually little old ladies. And I'm not going to say no to some little old lady. Okay, I can see that, but don't interrupt me <laughs> when I'm going about my shopping. Mm-hmm. And then, how big is it? People also ask me, 
well, what size shoes are those? And I'm like, okay. Mm-mm-mm. I know what you're really trying to ask. Right. There was a whole book I read in college about mm-hmm. the ma- the black male anatomy and mm-hmm. the historical implications of it. You know, it has it's a called book called Hung. Hung. It's yeah, on my bitch, bookshelf bitch, right that's there. That's my book. Check it out on your Audible. All right, guys. Well, this week's realness topic is reflecting on our past year. <laughs> that's right. Category is first year as podcasters. Yeah. We came in as amateurs. We did. Amateurs with we full-time did. jobs. Yeah. And, you know, it was nothing but a hope and a dream, <laughs> a dream and a yeti blue mic. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know? Like, starting out, you know, we kind of had that trepidation, like, can we do this? Mm-hmm. And, will people listen to us? It was scary at first, but then I think we kind of got into our groove. Again, I always say that this was Maurice's idea. <laughs> He brought it to me. I was super nervous about just putting myself Mm -hmm. out there. That was the major, major thing for me. Sharing my opinion, Mm -hmm. my thoughts, and having them out there. Yeah. But for me, it's just been an amazing year to see the growth of this and how it started as an idea. And now, you know, we'll look at our listens for a a week. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, well, thousands of people have listened to this show throughout the world. Mm -hmm. In Switzerland, in Brazil, in Japan. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea who they are (laughs) or how this is impacting them. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And one of the biggest moments for me this past year was just the live show. Mm -hmm. You know, you see the numbers Mm -hmm. or you know that people are listening and, you know, yeah, you have your family, you have your friends who are going to support you. But when it's like that random person who you've never seen before right you don't know who they are and then they're like right in front of you mm-hmm. and it's like wow and they came out in the they heat came, yeah. to listen to us mm-hmm. talk and bullshit yeah like child you know how many times i've gotten stood up on dates <laughs> it's it's been an amazing year mm-hmm. i'm excited to see this little idea just grow into what it's become and i'm yeah. looking forward to so much mm-hmm. of season two and how we're going to grow and keep kicking ass but let's talk about some accomplishments yeah let's pat ourselves on the, on back. the back let's give ourselves flowers while we're here yes so our first piece of press we want to give a shout out to adriana at philly gay news yes she reached out to us and she wanted back to, in january yeah like we had <laughs> we were so new we were so green so green to everything still wet behind the ears and that was our first like feature mm-hmm. interview yes it was it was good we was in the philadelphia gay news yes all over newsstands, mm-hmm. front cover. Yes, <laughs> these two the black faces, yeah. the voices of black gay professionals in the yeah. podcasting arena. Like yes. that was amazing. It was good. Yeah, she did a, a write up on us. Um, it was good. We had a cute little interview, and that was like our very first moment. Right. I'm like, okay, we're getting some traction. Like we're, we're doing, yeah. And like she's like, I listened to all your episodes. I really liked them. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, like cool. Yeah. And um, then after that, I think it was maybe February. It was February. We kind of had hit some stuff. Mm-hmm. We had heard from Anna Orso mm-hmm. over at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah. And she was, um, it was not necessarily a category is a lone feature, but you know, they say all press is good press. That's good press, press, well, we press, were included press, press. in a Valentine's Day special, right? Yes. About dating. About dating, yeah. And she was really interested in the fact that we had dated before. And she wanted to know that, like, you know, how is our friendship now? Mm-hmm. And us dating, well, you were 
in a relationship. I was newly dating at mm-hmm, that time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like how's dating for us now mm-hmm. and how we navigate that. Yeah. And we um had Louise come to our studio, take photos <laughs> of <laughs> us. <laughs> and, you know, we talk with her and, mm-hmm. you know, I remember you told the story about the guy in Whole the Foods guy in Whole who was Foods, following who you was on like Grinder. Yeah. But that was really good too to just get some press. And again, mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Inquirer is a national legitimate news publication Mm -hmm. and that was like front cover boom and it was like Maurice Smith like started the story yeah like that was again that was awesome crazy we also got featured in Yo Homo which is a queer blog out of Toronto Canada Mm -hmm. because we love Toronto we love Toronto (laughs) it's hey Canada hey Canada it's an amazing city that was an episode name too it was <laughs> <laughs> we were featured on their list of podcasts that they're listening mm-hmm. to now and we were like right next to RuPaul RuPaul's what's, what's the, the tea, tea with Michelle no one can say her name Michelle Vassage Michelle Vassage Michelle Vassage they're actually she's actually gonna be on Strictly Come Dancing what? which is the Strictly Come Dancing mm-hmm. okay it's that was the inspiration show for in Dancing the UK. With the Stars. Yeah, in the UK. Okay, yeah. Because you know they're filming RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, Race UK. UK over there. Right oh, now. them girls yeah. are bangy. Um, they are not polished. They are not. Well, you know, I think that American drag is different than UK drag. Yeah, I think it's that, like British humor is different from American right. humor. Right, and I love British humor. Mm-hmm. I think that they're okay with sloppy presentation. Yeah, yeah. It's all about performance and mm-hmm. the comedy and yeah. the... The performance, mm-hmm. where I think in America, honey, it's all about turning a look. It's all about the look. It's all yeah. about the visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were featured um, in Yo Homo. So shout out to everyone over there. That was a moment of gaggery for me uh-huh. because there were very, very, very notable like established podcasts, like established. Yeah, like one of the most listened to podcasts that is another black queer podcast. I'm gonna let y'all find out who that is. Yeah, because they're not getting no promotion on our time. That's not, not hate today because I listen to them every week and I love I them. I don't. Um, but like they were on the list mm-hmm. but we were featured on a list with them, with them. and we had only been podcasting for like a few months at that like point four months yeah and then to also like be right next to RuPaul yeah. like that was a moment that was like crazy. bitch yeah because you know RuPaul is one of my top it's three people your auntie that's my auntie mm-hmm. I think for us was the biggest gag gag <laughs> was a Mr. Thomas Stitchberry yes from Attitude Magazine, mm-hmm. reached out to us and said he was a listener of the podcast mm-hmm. and he absolutely loved it. And he wanted to feature us in Attitude Magazine as, as Rising Stars. Dogs. Now, darling, girl. girl, if you are a subscriber to Attitude Magazine, you will see who are former Rising Stars. Yeah. Like, big, big names in the London rap scene, mm-hmm. in the music scene. They had a lot of music people. They do, yeah. As podcasters? Yeah. Like, girl, because not for nothing, podcasting is still new. Like, I talk to people. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, we do a podcast. And they don't know what it is or anything like that. Yeah. So, like, that was a big deal for yeah. us. And then we're in the U.S. Right. And it's a U.K. It's a U.K. magazine. magazine. But we yeah. have a lot of listeners in the United we Kingdom. Do. We do. We actually Europe. do, yeah. But then not only that, and for us, we knew the news, I think, what, in... Very February, early. February? <laughs> yeah. Because... Because we went, we had to do that photo we shoot. We did a photo shoot in the cold. <laughs> Thank you to our um, photographer Mike, Mike Rios. Rios I think, HBG. Yeah, at Mike Rios HBG, he mm-hmm. did amazing work. We need to hit him up actually. We should. We need to get the, y'all these season two looks. Season two but, moment. Like that was early in February. The yeah. issue didn't hit out in here till June. June. So yeah. we sat on that mm-hmm. for months. We don't spill tea before tea is ready to be served. 
It was embargoed. We had to hold it. We did. Yeah. But when like we actually got like the glossy mm-hmm. Attitude magazine. Yeah. The their Pride Month's different than ours. Yeah, it is. But it was their June issue, which mm-hmm. is America, the U.S. North America's Pride Month. Mm-hmm. But like to be, see us as rising stars, the write up that Thomas did on us was amazing. It was good, yeah. And we like taken over the UK. Yes. The Europe across the pond. Across the pond. We're the only? next Meghan Markle up in here, girl. Yes, oh, child. <laughs> but like that was something like it was good. We are international hosts. International to get that kind of recognition by such a high profile magazine on yeah. an international scale yeah. was like whoa, whoa, whoa. it was like oh shit I mean, even the homo was big because that's Canada that's Canada I that's mean that's international, international. you, you need, need passport, passport. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know and that's not to play Philadelphia Inquirer or, or, PG, or no. PGM but like our next little moment was the 7th annual mm-hmm. Philadelphia Podcast Festival and it was like the hottest day of the year so so hot <sighs> and so hot. that for me was a particularly stressful day but that day was my sister's um, baby shower her baby shower so yeah. but you know we turned it we made it work we did and, and can, I, can, can I just tell a little story uh-huh. because I had so much trepidation you did I think I was more nervous than you Probably, but we got there about two hours early. Yeah, because we wanted to scope the scene, scope it out, lay out our materials, the, land. the show that was like two hours before ours. I go in, mm-hmm. and there's only one person watching, and it was like it one was of the, the girlfriend, right? Of- <laughs> then the second show goes, the show yeah, right in the hour before, before us goes us. up, and I'm like, it was nobody in there. It was crickets, yeah. and I was like, oh my god. No one's gonna come. Right. But then, like my friends were like, "Oh, it's traffic on Kelly Drive. I don't know if I'm gonna make it." Girl, and, like so that's eight degrees. That's ramping here. up my anxiety. Uh-huh. But then your little brother showed up, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh, well, someone's here." And that was, I know it was really great for you, but it was also just great for me, yeah. Because I was like, "Okay, we have someone." <laughs> You know, and that was what like five minutes before it was we five went, minutes before yeah. we went on. Yeah, but then we go on. It was a packed. It was a packed house. I mean, yeah. you couldn't fit anyone else in there, mm-hmm. and I was like. Wow, mm-hmm. and it even like um, the um, recorder of the our podcast, uh, the audio show, guy, the audio guy, yeah. he was like really into it. Yeah. I think that was the most like they might have had that day. I think it was easily. And we weren't like I don't want to say the headliner, but we were the second to last mm-hmm. podcast for the day. But I think yeah. we had more than the second to last. <laughs> we like we killed it. Y'all yeah. showed up and showed they out. They showed the fuck out. That was awesome. It was amazing. Um, the next um big 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 uh deal for us this year was our invitation to speak on a panel at the podcast movement festival Mm -hmm. and it was just so awesome that they reached out to us Mm -hmm. and said hey we're doing a podcast panel at this you know national convention for podcasting the biggest you know the biggest convention that there is and we want you to sit on a panel and Mm -hmm. speak about doing an lgbt podcast yeah and you got to meet with like we said you know shows and family and gay future and gay gay history and for me it was important because we were the only podcast of color color. to be represented on the lgbt panel Mm -hmm. and i think what we do is very unique and us to be included in that was Mm -hmm. like so monumental yeah yeah and i think also what made it so special was that we're very kind of homegrown mm-hmm. <laughs> podcast. You know, we don't have the production backing. We're not sponsored by a network yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's literally us doing doing it all. It all. Editing. <laughs> and sound mixing. Yeah. I mean, all the awards. Costume <laughs> design. <laughs> costume all the design. awards that you get at the Oscars, yeah. darling. It's yeah. happening. Social media. 
everything. The production, mm-hmm. the, the show notes. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was really special because, you know, we don't have that mm-hmm. yet. We're featured on the same level of, of podcasts that do. Right. And, you know, like we said, this is like an idea we came up with over like our weekly mm-hmm. Kiki. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, you know, we had all of this money and all the right. stuff to put behind it. It was just like we had to kind of build up our own self-efficacy. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we could do this. Our right. voices are valid. You know, our opinions matter. And we kind of want to mm-hmm. put that out there. And we were hesitant at first. And it was like, oh, can we do this? Right. And I think that once we realized that we can mm-hmm. and we did... And it was like, wow. That's when I got into it. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, for full transparency, I like the idea. I agreed to it. Mm-hmm. But I, and, and, and I'm, this is not me being pessimistic, but uh-huh. I didn't think we'd get this far. And I we surely did. didn't think that we'd have all these achievements mm-hmm. within a year's time. Mm-hmm. I've listened to podcasts about six years now. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, oh, no, what they do is so amazing. I can't do it. But then once I started doing it, and this is not to shade the other podcast, but, but shade's about to be rolled out. I was like, oh, the podcast is trash. Yeah. Because now that I do it, mm-hmm. I hear podcasts through a different set of ears. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that edit was really sloppy. Mm-hmm. Oh, the sound quality's poor. Mm-hmm. Oh, their content is stale. Yeah. You know. Oop, or, they stole that from us. <laughs> truth be told. Because, you know, within the community, I've reached out to lots of other podcasts, mm-hmm. you know. The, the the Los Angelonians seem to be a little well, thefty, mm-hmm. um, more so than the East Coasters, but mm-hmm. maybe the news travels late from East to West. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not trying to spill tea, but tea but is like people have like copied our podcast verbatim. verbatim. And that's, but I take it as a badge of honor. Like, oh, that's cute. Like, we must be doing something, something right. Something good. Because, you know. Yeah, because like you said, they're established. They've been doing it for a while. And then we're this new upstart. Right. They got, and, and they got salaries. Yeah. Producers, Teens, editors, yeah, backing yeah. behind them. We the Cardi bring B. Home a nice coin. Yeah, we we're, are... we're Cardi B, and they Nicki Minaj. The gag of it all, yes. I think, which was our culminating moment, is that we were nominated for the podcast award. Yes, girl. Because you know, gays love a good pageant. We do. We love snatching a good wig <laughs> and a and good award, award darling. Yes. I, you know, I love pageantry. You do. Back to the podcast award. <laughs> so we were nominated in the LGBT category for the 14th annual podcast awards. Yes. There are nine other nominees, but I think we're like the newest one. Okay. If you look at the the history of the awards, there's mm-hmm. some that have are like perpetually nominated, or right. perpetually win. Mm-hmm. But we're kind of like the new upstart. Right. We are also the only ones of color. Right. And again, it just speaks to the fact that we are so new to this, but we are doing the damn thing. The damn thing. Yeah. And not to like self-aggrandize because I don't want to do that. But it's also healthy to like reflect on your accomplishments Mm -hmm. and and, and say good job. Yeah. But also this ain't it, sis. It's not. This this, This is the floor. Yeah. The ceiling. It's going to get crashed. Yeah. But for me, it's just also just looking at the whole landscape. And it's not shading other people in the podcast community because it's enough room for all of us to mm-hmm. thrive. But it's just about our unique voice being here. Yeah. So, yes. Congratulations to us in our to past us. year and all of our accomplishments. We just want to let y'all know. But, Maurice, let's talk about our own personal uh, favorites with mm-hmm. the podcast this past year. Okay. So, what would you say is one of your favorite episodes? 
Uh, okay. It's hard to choose because they're all like our babies. Right. Um, so I do my favorite, favorite, favorite episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it was like, I felt it was the moment where we hit mm-hmm. our stride. And that's episode 103. Okay. And that episode... Was entitled Judicial Realness. That's <laughs> yes. one of my favorites, too. Really? You know, because that's when I was like, all right, there's something here. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Because we got over the hump of, like, our initial, like, couple mm-hmm. of recordings. When I listened back to it, I was like, oh. Right. Okay. Like, this is actually really good. Right. Yeah. Because you get over that initial, like, awkwardness and that initial, like, uh-huh. nervousness. And then... I was like, wow, this is actually really good. Yeah, I felt like that's when we kind of like got comfortable behind the mic. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that our first episodes are cute. It's kind of like, you know, when Beyonce was in Girls Time on Star Search. (laughs) But it's like also embarrassing. My favorite episode title, Mm -hmm. and I think just the the favorite episode that was just like, it kind of came together, what feels like the mic's not here okay yeah because to me those are the realest mm-hmm. funniest episodes yeah. and one of those episodes for me was episode 120 oh god what was that the white princess <laughs> in that episode we talked about um screen actors guilds awards mm-hmm. andy cohen's uh cocaine filled baby shower oh, uh Chips, uh cheerleaders at the super bowl mm-hmm. we talked about the fire festival michael yes. jackson documentary chris brown uh cardi b it, we had a crazy listener letter it was just kind of like funny. Oh, but when nice. I listen to that episode, uh-huh. I feel like it's Justin and Maurice unfiltered. Just, yeah. The yeah. White Princess was probably one of my really? favorite episodes. Oh my God. I'm going to have to listen to it again. Yeah. I loved it. Because I, I was reading that book called The White Princess right. at the same time. Yeah. But it was just, it just, it, it just worked. meshed. Right. Yeah. It just, it was a moment. Another good episode for me was episode 125, which was entitled Little Girl. Little Girl. Little Girl was good. Yeah. Um, But the main part of that episode was talking about Jordan Woods. Yeah. And her whole fallout with... The Kardashian. With Chloe. No, with Chloe. Oh, with Chloe. I don't know which one. I can't keep up. So this is when Jordan allegedly had a situation with mm-hmm. Chloe's baby daddy Tristan Thompson and it caused this whole fallout with the entire Car Jenner clan. Right. And this was um so she then she decided to do a red table talk moment with Jada, with Pinkett, Jada Smith. Pinkett Smith, who is Will Smith is her godfather. Mm-hmm. It's Jordan's so, godfather. It's Jordan's godfather, yeah. So it was just the whole you know, she felt comfortable. She wanted to get her story out. Mm-hmm. She wanted to kind of use her voice right to tell her own story some weeks the news is slow <laughs> like this week right for me the jordan woods one was a deep dive. it was really deep and i find that i i enjoy our conversations more when mm-hmm. we can do that deep dive yeah yeah and i think that that was a more robust conversation mm-hmm. more interesting mm-hmm. and um you know it was about one of your favorite categories um, the Kardashians? One, yeah, one of yeah. my least favorite categories wow. that we discuss here. I but that kind of pushes us into our next question. Mm-hmm. Um, what was one of your least favorite categories to discuss? My least favorite categories are anything that include that orange person. Right. And we try to skim over him. We try mm-hmm. to not like feature him too much because he's at the G7 right now making an ass of himself. It's not the G8 no more? No. What happened? Mm, somebody gone. Brexit? 
Not his daughter. No, because Boris Johnson is the, the new prime minister of the UK. He's the UK Trump. Yeah, because they both have those unfortunate haircuts and they both are a mess. Ugh. Yeah. But anyway, he's there now. But anytime his name or a mention comes up, I try. I just roll my eyes and I'm just over right. it and I try to move on. But at the same time, I think the political landscape in America right now is so yeah divisive and daunting and mm-hmm. saddening. Like, no one wants to listen to that shit. My least favorite, I mean, they're... Kanye n- West? Kanye West, absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay. I do not... If I never hear the name Kanye West on categories <laughs> again. Mm-mm. He was just in Dayton trying to raise money for the victims. Girl, bye. He did a Sunday service there. Come on. Girl, bye. Ugh, okay. Uh, he needs to be in Equinox. Working on his fitness. Oh, but that's not in here. Kanye's workout plan. I respect the fuck out of what Chris Jenner has done mm-hmm. in terms of building, you know, building up these, you know, beautiful, kind, smart, talentless women uh-uh, don't do that. into empires. Don't do that. And I just feel like our conversations don't. don't need to be let me, so Let base. me run into one of them. I'm giving them a category is T-shirt. Oh, absolutely. And well, it all, all the merch. So, 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 <laughs> so, so, we actually had a real conversation because I was sitting courtside at a basketball yes. game, mm-hmm. and at that time, on the Sixer side, mm-hmm. and at that time, Kendall was, was dating, dating Ben Simmons, right? And you was like, "Bitch," I was like, "Well, what should I wear to the game tonight?" And you was like, "Bitch, your category <laughs> is T-shirt." So I wore my category is T-shirt with all the logos, all the yes. X. Because he's like, bitch, you about to be on TV. You need to wear your category is T-shirt. Exactly. And then I took an extra T-shirt because she was like, bitch, if Kendall is there, you Give need to do what you want. need to do. Exactly. He was like, if she could just post this, he was like, that would be instant, like, fame, fame. and catapult. Yeah. And I get it. And you know, you got to get in where you fit in. You exactly. got to make the most of your moment. She used to shop at my Whole Foods. And every time I went there, I had my business cards. Right. I had my merch. I was like, girl, if I ever run into to Kendall Jenner, mm-hmm. we taking a selfie. I think that, you know. They broke up. Yeah, they was they was on the rocks, and I think point. she loves me. Okay, well, <laughs> but yeah, that was my least favorite category. And I also, okay. but but of the Kardashians, because they were a really big category for you. Yeah, I I was specifically perturbed when discussing um, Kim becoming an attorney. In ten years, Kim Kardashian, the socialite personality, will be dead, and I'm just going to be working in some corner office, you know, getting people out of prison. Okay, corner office. Okay. Stop lying to yourself, sis. I don't think so. I think she realizes that, girl, that clock is ticking. Well, yeah, because Kylie's already have her beat. Okay. And Kim is pushing 40. Like, girl, you can only sell them tits and ass for so much longer. Well, what she need to do is start being the apprentice of Chris, not the apprentice of, you know, Bob's Law School. Because <laughs> she needed to be tur- looking into how to turn out her daughters north of Chicago. Well, she can't turn north out for like another at least 10 years. Why? How old is North? She already wearing lipsticks. Mm, that's true. Well, North is like six. Six. The turn has happened. Uh, no. She got to wait at least Her until. turnout is as good as Prince George's. Don't have white Twitter coming up on us. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. A <sighs> uh, mess. We're wrapping up season one. Which is so well, amazing. One is, is imminently done. It's, it's done. It's she's a, a wrap. wrap. It's a wrap. And so for season... Also a title episode. Huh? Also an episode title, rather. It... I'm drunk on shame. <laughs> you are. Mariah Carey's favorite alcohol of choice. It... No, actually, she likes Pinot Grigio. But she oh, does enjoy... I thought she enjoy... liked Ace of Spades. Ooh, no, man. Champagne? It's a wrap is also a Mariah Carey song, though. 
in season two, we're going to change it up a little bit. Yes. We're going to introduce some new segments, new features. We're going to keep the essence of category is, but yes. we're going to change it up for season two. Yes. Yeah. And we also have the launch of our website. Our website. Yes, darling. So when you hear us run down all the stuff of where you can listen to us on what platforms. Where you can find us. Yes. And where you can email us. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't get one more thing. You can visit us at www dot category is pod dot com punto com for What's our punto com punto oh punto oh, yeah. I, oh okay that's the, yeah you're right <laughs> for our hispanic <laughs> listeners yes yes because we are bilingual <laughs> that has access to every episode that we've ever done every mm-hmm. trailer every teaser every bonus everything it has information on your lovely host justin and maurice it has information on the podcast all our, yeah all of our um press yeah all that press we spoke of press, earlier press, 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 it's press. there and um, soon launching, we will have merchandise Merch. for you to purchase. Yes. So, yes. Run us our money. Run us our monies. <laughs> um, we do have bank accounts, Venmos, cash apps. PayPal's, uh, PayPal's. But, yes, we will have that open for you to, mm-hmm. to purchase okay. some category is merchandise. Mm-hmm. Yes. Coming up for fall uh, 2019. And what was that again? That is www.categoryispod.com. All right. Bitch, we are not com. <laughs> not <dot> net. <laughs> so that pretty much wraps it up for season one. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Yes. It means the world to us mm-hmm. that you've sat with us through 50, 50 episodes. episodes. This is a landmark. I mean, it's taken some girls three years to reach this point. Mm. And we appreciate all you people for listening. Yes. All those people that we've met that we um haven't met and that we will meet yeah uh we're gonna keep being international hoes we're gonna <laughs> keep offering you our um varying but um informed and nuanced opinions yeah. on everything from the political to the ratchet to the to the serious yeah to the silly very silly thanks for everyone who's ever listened to every episode we posted Mm -hmm. thanks to every comment that we have received every listener letter every listener letter every like every subscribe every review Mm -hmm. every mention we really appreciate everything that you guys are doing to support category is right and we are coming back at you after taking a brief very brief very brief hiatus so we are going to enjoy our labor day maybe a light nip and tuck yeah (laughs) <laughs> but we're, we're, we're ready to come back for you guys mm-hmm. and be energized with season two of category is so we thank you guys for listening we want you to stay tuned like justin said our social media is at category is pod on facebook instagram and twitter also check out our website www.categoryispod.com continue to provoke thought start conversations Always have fun, no matter what the category is. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next season. Bye! Bye.